Hey everybody, this is Full Draw Friday, episode number 48. This week I'm going to be talking about how I'm changing up my food plot strategies on my own properties and what I'm kind of advising some of our clients to do in this area. And I'll tell you what that is and I'll tell you why we're doing it. But before we get into it, don't forget about our partner on Full Draw Friday. That's Rodney Hawkins. If you guys don't know, he grew up hunting and fishing in our area in southern Illinois, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Midwest Farm and Land isn't your average real estate company. They sold over $85 million worth of ground in 2022 alone. Rodney himself sold over $7 million last year. With agents like him all over Illinois, they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors. He's got products from Radix Hunting. He has Tacticam trail cameras. He's got camo dust, and he's adding new stuff all the time as well. He's working on some stuff right now, I know for a fact. So if you want to keep up with that, if you're interested in anything he does have, Go over to their Facebook page, RG Outdoors, follow them, send them a message if you want. You can email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com, or again, just call Rodney at 618-925-3153. If you want to follow us on social media, it's Ridge Hunter Outdoors. We do have a Facebook group called Ridge Hunter Nation. That's uh, the private group for the podcast listeners. Our website is ridgehunteroutdoors.com. If you guys see anything on there that you like, use the discount code FULLDRAW, that's all caps, no space, and you get 10% off. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else that lets you do so, rate the podcast, leave us a review. We really appreciate that. It helps us out a ton. YouTube, Ridge Hunter Outdoors, that's where you're going to find the Fall Pursuit show from last year. We got 10 episodes of It Up. Also, any of our other off-season content that we're going to do, we might try to do some turkey stuff this spring, and we're going to do, of course, the management stuff as well on the YouTube channel. That's where you'll find that. Like, subscribe, comment, all that kind of stuff helps us out as well. That's everything I got, so let's get into this Full Draw Friday. All right, so obviously we're in the off-season now, so we're hitting on some off-season stuff. Last week I talked about how you can benefit, how you should be out there scouting right now, early postseason scouting. Now I'm going to get into a little bit of food plot stuff because if, especially if you're dealing with clover, anything like that, frost seeding is right around the corner, if not now, depending on where you're at in the country. So the idea behind frost seeding is that you're catching the last few freezes of the year and that's going to freeze the soil, and then when it thaws out, it'll work that seed down, and, and the freezing and thawing is what works your seed into the soil. Obviously, with the clover, it doesn't have to be very deep, so it works out really well, and that kind of ties into how I'm changing up the strategy for this year. Again, for not only my own properties, my own food plots, but also what I'm kind of leaning towards for our clients. Um, if they're If they're wanting to do it, if they're open to ideas, this is kind of what I'm going with. I'm trying to do more clover this year, and I'm not a huge fan of having a ton of food all summer because I think the deer, obviously you're going to get does that come in there and use it, and they're going to stay. If you have limited resources for bedding, even uh, even food resources in the fall, the more does you bring in, the tougher it's going to be to hold those bucks and give yourself a better chance of killing them. However... Sometimes, especially like the last couple of years, I think it would be beneficial to have that green food source established early. 
And that's really the biggest reason why I'm going to be doing this. And it's going to be anywhere that I'm planning on putting green stuff anyway. I might leave a couple of the clover plots or one one of them in clover just because of the size of it where it's at. The other one I'm going to play by ear. It's potentially going to be a fall blend still, but I'm going to start out with clover. That way, if we do get the drought in the fall, I'll still have something established. So all of our clover plots that we had uh, that I planted for clients last year, even though it got really dry there after June, they were still pretty green throughout the season. Obviously, it wasn't as green and, and lush as it would be on a good wet year, but it was still enough that the deer were hitting them versus some of the fall plots that we did that didn't get any rain that really just didn't turn up much. So my idea is to go in there. I'm going to do some frost seeding. I might do some first-time planting in the spring. Um anywhere I'm going to put green stuff, and I'm going in and plant clover. And then if it does get to the fall and it looks favorable as far as the forecast goes, I will disc that clover under. I'll spray it, disc it under, and then plant brassicas over the top of it. That's going to be really beneficial too, even if I can do that, because, again, we like to have that fall food source. You can get a lot of tonnage out of brassicas, so I still prefer those in the fall. That's why I'm going to try to do that if I can. It's just if it's, if it's so dry that I can't get, I don't think I'll be able to get those to grow. At least I'll still have the clover. So it'll give me something. I won't be as bare as I have been the last two years on my plots. But it's going to be a benefit too, even if I do go ahead and plant those brassicas, if it looks like it's going to rain in the fall, because the clover is going to produce a ton of nitrogen, which the brassicas really need. So it's going to help those grow. I, this is, I think this is only going to be a benefit. Now, I wouldn't recommend necessarily doing it on a great big plot where you're trying to do brassicas or you're trying to do grains, of course, um, just because of that factor I talked about with drawing in deer does throughout the summer and then having a whole bunch of does on your property, which is not what you want for a lot of different reasons. But I think it could be really beneficial, especially for like your acre and, and under plots, if it's going to be dry again this year. It's just more of a precautionary thing. Um a contingency plan for if it does stay dry again. The last couple years, I thought, you know, I'll wait it out, wait it out. I can plant late, catch the rain. Well, last year especially, we I could have planted in November and still not got a lot of rain on it. So I think we were like, I don't know, I don't even want to say, I don't remember how many uh, inches off the average we were, but it was a bunch for rainfall. So it was just a bad year, and I can't change the weather, but I can change what I'm going to do on the plots. I can change how I'm going about it and give myself a better chance of having green plots because they are really key to my success on especially the cabin property uh, in particular. If I don't have plots there, it can be really tough to hunt that property just because where they're moving without those plots, naturally through one side of it, it's hard to get in there and get out of there without spooking deer. I'm going to do some other stuff there this offseason as well to try to make that easier, to try to just give me some more options and more contingencies. But if I can get that green food source in there, that's that's really going to be a benefit, and that is the the best scenario, best case scenario for me, is if I can have something. I've had clover there before; it's done well. Obviously, the deer love it. Y'all know that. We're going to plant our blend of the the two white clovers and chicory and alfalfa, and as long as you keep that stuff mowed, keep the grass sprayed out of it. It does really well. That's what Jeff's got right now. I've got it planted on several client properties, and all those plots are doing great. And then, of course, you know, after a couple of years, keeping up with your soil tests and your <clears throat> your soil conditions and all that is going to be key, too, to having good clover plots. But 
that's just kind of where I'm going this year. So maybe it's something that you can do too if you're always doing fall plots and they just haven't worked out like a lot of us the last couple of years. Or even if you're, you're still doing clover, I mean, you might think about in the fall, if it is going to be wet, going ahead and, and disking that clover under or tilling it under, maybe putting out some brassicas in it because, again, that nitrogen is really going to help the brassicas. And I do still prefer them for a fall food source, especially like this time of year. And everything else is dead. A lot of the clover has gone dormant after that really cold spell we had. The deer are just hammering the bulbs that are left on the radishes, the turnips, and stuff like that. So it's not just about hunting over them. When it comes to fall and winter food sources, it's about the health of your deer herd. And that's where I think brassicas shine over clover in the later season. So that's, that's what I want to talk about this week. I know it was a shorter episode, but hopefully it helps you guys out. Just an idea, something we're going to try, implement this year and see how it goes. We'll keep you guys updated. Of course, I'll do, I don't know if I'll do like a cabin vlog series again. I probably will, like I did last year on the YouTube channel. We'll try to keep up with Nate and Blake, what they got going on, and keep you guys updated on the YouTube channel and, of course, here on the podcast too. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. We are going to be at the Illinois S3DA state shoot tomorrow up in Springfield, and we're going to be recording from there. That will be on Monday's episode so make sure you stay tuned for that. But again, just thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Austin from Wednesday night. And we'll catch you on the next one.